Following is a repeat show that was previously broadcast on Unity FM. Assalamu alaikum. Welcome back to Parenting Hour. You're tuned in to Unity FM 93.5 and 105.1. We just left you for a little bit for a short commercial break and we're back again talking about disabilities. And I have on the other line, mashallah, Brother Saeed, not in the studio because we're both at home, but we're both live in the studio, live with the session, even though we're not in the studio. And we really had a lovely discussion about disabilities and uh, about it in relation to Islam as well and what we have learned from Prophet Muhammad and how to bring that into our everyday life, inshallah, and learn from our everyday life and what we're doing. And we were talking about more awareness and changing things, inshallah. We'd like to open discussion a bit more about the struggles of children and parents of children. And I believe on the line we've got Sister Abida as well. Is that right? Salaam alaikum. Waalaikum salam. Welcome to Unity FM. Welcome to Parenting Hour. It's lovely hearing your voice, mashallah. Jazakallah khair. Lovely to be here. Mashallah. So we were moving on to um, issues with children and... um, Maybe, uh, do you have a question around that, or do you have a, an experience of working with parents of children with disabilities? Yes, yeah, subhanAllah, I was just listening to um, when Brother Said was uh, uh, just telling us, mashallah, so eloquently about diversity and inclusion, and how our beloved Prophet Sallallahu used to um, include people. Um, and they have expectations of them, kind of normalizing um, their difficulty as a struggle, because as Muslims we know that we all have different types of struggles. Um, And as you know that in our parenting courses, we obviously work with parents a lot, and I I just recently, as I was um, delivering this uh, teens program, and on one of our programs we actually had a set of... uh, um, two two parents where they had uh, uh, disabled children, and although, um, as you know, Kathleen, our uh, courses are not specifically uh, catered for special needs children, but I, I was so, because I just had that feedback session with those uh, two mums uh, this morning, that they found the course uh, so useful, and one of the things that they really took away from um, was the fact that they, they could just relate to other parents uh, who, in the sense that they had their own struggles. So almost that ability to in, include those parents, although obviously every child would have a different set of challenge, uh, but I, I felt that was so empowering for those parents that they could, you know, c- connect with other parents in a way that there were so many things that were similar and there were some, some things that were different. So I think it's about us as a society in terms of how we, you know, that gap or that divide that we be, uh, bring sometimes when we're not, if we're not including parents into uh, these things, then obviously they, they miss out on a lot. So I just wanted to share that with you, inshallah. That is so important indeed, because we have a, a lot of disabilities here in the UK and there is um, difficulties often in accessing things, uh, there's, uh, accessing health, accessing courses, accessing um, events that are on, uh, it, it is very difficult. And we need to be more inclusive for everybody. We need to change this and be more inclusive for everybody. Uh, Brother Said, how do you think we can do that? How do you think in the UK, and we, we spoke earlier on about 
you know, on the streets, how we can all do our bit on the streets. But what else mm-hmm. can we do? I think it's just, it is, it's about, as Sister Abda said, it's about inclusivity and including people and everything. You know, subhanAllah, the Prophet was thinking about how he his approach, sallam, he included people in in worship, you know, he the, the places were accessible. If they couldn't, he would go out of his way to visit people. He would go out of his way. Even he said, you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the day of judgment, you know, he'll say to his servants, you know, I was sick. How come you never visited me? And the person will say, oh Allah, how can you be sick when you are the Lord of the world? He said, my servant so-and-so was sick and you didn't visit him or her. And if you visited him or her, you would have found me with him. So this kind of, or with her, so this kind of, you know, subhanAllah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says to us that we need to look at people's needs with compassion. We need to see how our faith and how our uh, Prophet ﷺ showed us what, how, to, how to handle people, even, you know, when, when people have different disabilities, whether it's learning disability, you know, speech impairment or any kind of disability. You know, the Prophet ﷺ said in a beautiful hadith, you know, the person who reads the Qur'an and he stutters or he, he, he struggles, he will get two rewards, you know, one for the reading and one, one for the struggle. And as Sister Abida said, you know, we all have our own struggles. But mm-hmm. what will help people with disability is that, you know, we're making our services accessible. When we provide the service or we design something, we think about people's needs, not just thinking about, you know, how we make the most money out of something, was how we include the majority of people in our activities, in our education, in our services, and when we do that, then we're not just helping those people, children with disability, but we're also helping the parents. Because as you said, Sister Kathleen, often when you speak to parents with disability, often, and may Allah reward them all, and they do a fantastic job. And often those parents are advocates for their children. They often have to fight for everything. And they often, you know, not just coping by caring for the person with the disability, the child, but often they have to be the advocate, they have to be the campaigner, they have to be the cheerleader for their, for that child. And, and they do so many amazing jobs. And often when I meet, you know, parents, I'm sure you're doing Sister Abida, often I'm in awe of them because they do so much and they have so much compassion and so much goodness in them. They do so, you know, amazing jobs. So all of you parents listening, you know, the rewards of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are great. And they are great, you know, depending on your struggle and you know, your struggle will not be go will not go without reward. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will reward you immensely, you know, by the care and the compassion and the mercy and the love you show to your, toward your children. And and we should all be showing that love, that care for children and for adults indeed. And we talked about compassion there. I was wondering if we were more empathic, if we were able to even think for one minute, put ourselves into that other person's shoes of how they deal with their disability, how they manage to cope, whether it's a physical disability or an other disability, indeed. I think we ourselves would become different. We ourselves could learn from that. And I I suppose people are not, they're too busy to even think of that and putting themselves in that situation Mm. to know the the difference is there. Um, Mm. What do you think we could be doing to help with with this, to help raise awareness, to help parents that are tuned in this evening that may have a disabled child, or they may not have a disabled child, but feel that, you know, I want to do something, I want to do something different, I want to practice what 
our Islam is telling us to do? I think the the most important thing is the, the the approach that we have towards anything, really, because it's the way it's the mindset, isn't it? And um, we, we now we're coming up with a different term, which people people are calling. They don't like to call people disabled. We actually want to refer them as differently abled, because the reality is that, as we know, that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, if Allah Subhanahu wa Taala takes away faculty. He, he would enhance that and he would compensate that many more times. As we know with our, our dear brother Saeed, we know that we are always in awe that, you know, mashallah, although he's visually impaired, but we know that he's, he's um, basira and he's, he's um, sight of his heart. We all, we all, we all mashallah, we, we talk about all, that all the time. So I think it's the... Uh, is is that mindset has to change that just because somebody has a disability does not mean that they're necessarily uh, at a disadvantage obviously they're at a disadvantage because of their limitation in terms of accessing things and that is obviously on to us because we obviously as a society where we, we're falling short and we're not doing what we meant to do but thinking about parents and people around them i think if we have um if if we have that positive aspiration for those children, then we recognize that mashallah they can still be um, useful members of the, of our society, and and parents we often see as Brother Said was saying that in our work we see that these parents are sometimes so isolated because you know whether, whether it's autism for instance autism is um is uh, is slightly a hidden disability because sometimes these children are obviously they could be high functioning. But if they have auditory or sensory needs, so that if they go, for instance, um, uh, to um, a social event, uh, to a restaurant or whatever, the noise gets too much for them. So then these the parents are so worried about how other people would judge them or perceive them. So I think as a community, if we come together and be compassionate, because you were talking about empathy, really, try to understand that these, these parents, it's really hard for them to go and access public places and make a social event out of, you know, a evening, uh, weekend or whatever. And I think if, if we are more uh, supportive and compassionate, we can make life easy for, for these well, little things, really, just, just the way we... We look or speak or uh, allow the person to come uh, in front of us in a, in a queue. Little things, if we just have more observation and a, and a keen and open heart, I think we can make a huge difference, inshallah. Inshallah. Talking about your disability, Brother Saeed, what was the one thing can you think of that really stood out that people did that made a difference for you as you were growing up and... Um, here in the UK, I think for me is um, I think the first thing was my parents, and then the role may Allah Subhanahu wa Taala give them hasl khatima and may Allah Subhanahu wa Taala reward them immensely. So the parents, you know, were positive influence on me in terms of their confidence in me, in terms of how they nurtured me in the right way. You know, my father used to carry me on his shoulder. You know, when I was a little boy. And that, you know, my Allah rewarded me immensely. And that made me feel that I belong in the society. You know, my father would go and to different social gatherings or whatever, and he would carry me on his shoulder, you know, when I was about three years old, two, two and a half, three years old. So, subhanAllah, you know, those kind of things that, you know, the positive affirmations, the validations that we get from our parents and also from society. Well, I think for me, the most important thing is, 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 is not to see the disability, but see the person. 
Mm-hmm. And often what is important is by, you know, having opportunities, you know, in terms of education, in terms of work, in terms of also making ourselves available for other people, you know, give the example of, of the Prophet Sallallahu you know, in the hadith that was narrated in Muslim when a woman who was mentally ill, you know, she was came across him when he was walking the one day with his companions. And she said, you know, she wanted him in some matter. So he said, you know, take whatever path you want and I'll walk alongside you. And she did. And until she, you know, asked the Prophet the questions, he made sure she was in a private space. He made sure that he was available for her, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. He made sure that he walked alongside her and, and protected her dignity and gave her the time and the space. So I think sometimes, as Sister Abda said, I think it's just being patient and, and allowing people to to demonstrate their, their full potential and thinking about, instead of thinking, you know, this person is going to make, is going to slow me down or is it going to cause me a problem, you know, I have to think about met, meeting their needs. Think differently and say, how can I make myself accessible? How can I make my services accessible? How can I help this person to achieve their goal? And as we know, the Prophet ﷺ said in the hadith, he said, the most beloved people to Allah are those who are most useful to people. And imagine when you are useful to one person, you alleviate their hardship or their difficulty. So for me, the most important thing is being, you know, Alhamdulillah, Allah blessed me uh, that with, with good people that I can, you know, and I'm privileged to know along, you know, my life journey that who had positive influence on me in terms of my education, in terms of encouragement, in terms of support. And even when, you know, times they were difficult and there was barriers, they will pick me up and kind of focus on my strength and say, you know, you can do this. You can, uh, you know, don't let people stop you or don't let barriers become a new way. You know, you can achieve your goal if you only put your mind to it. And if you are patient and if you, you know, try again. So when you fall down, don't don't allow yourself to just to, to sit down and wait for things to happen. You know, you need to pick yourself up and, 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 and carry on again. And that that's the most important that when we face challenge and when we face difficulty is how to become resilient and not allow things to make you despair or make you lose hope or make you uh, give up but to be to have sense of courage and to have that sense of resilience that will say you know um, my you know use the blessings that Allah has given you so it's about using what Allah has given us rather than thinking about what we don't have and Ibn al-Qayyim said a beautiful quote he said, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala takes something from his servant's hand, he's only emptying that hand to replace it with something better. And subhanAllah, that's illustrated in the hadith of Prophet you know, he said in the beautiful hadith that when Allah, Allah said to his servant, if I take your most beloved, meaning your two eyes, he said, I will, you know, the only reward for you if you are patient is Jannah. So often people in, in, in this world might be looking down on people, but be careful and beware that if you look down on person, he might be one of the people of Jannah, subhanAllah. So we don't know. May Allah make us amongst them and from them, inshallah. And all of us and those families and children and everyone listening, inshallah, make us from the people of Jannah. So it's about how we, you know, the measuring tool is not to measure people and how they look or how they present in terms of their physicality. But what it, what matters is it, it was in what is in people's hearts and what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala have given those people. And we, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who make that distinction. And the only distinction is the principle and the benchmark of taqwa. MashaAllah, that's uh, really a powerful message there, telling uh, people and informing us all how we can be better and be resilient and 
and it's a perfect message also for the parents that uh, you talked about the Abidab parents coming to our programs and how they what they've taken from those programs do you feel those parents were resilient that they were able to bounce back that they were able to look at their children differently than society looks at their children at those at these children definitely i just I, for that brother said that was very inspirational indeed and i and i think messages like these and um mindset like this is exactly what uh, parents need when they when they're feeling overwhelmed and uh, when they're struggling um and definitely i think when when people connect with people it gives them hope and it, it gives them ability to uh, almost normalize things in a way that you know we we can plod along and we can manage uh, because obviously they can manage but we all are humans obviously we have rough days when we're struggling more than normal and everybody needs that uh, respite so i w- i was just thinking that um in terms of family supporting families like little things like sometimes offering to even babysit for instance or um offering a bit of respite that you know we'll come and be with the children you guys can um go go have a few hours to yourself and um mm. i think as a community we we do so much goodness anyway you know as muslims mashallah we we give uh, we give charity with there but with with disability we still have to break a little bit more of those barriers because we don't know how to engage sometimes with especially with children um we we see it as a behavior issue and not understand that sometimes um if they have learning difficulty or something it's it's not nothing to do with their behavior obviously it's not a choice that that child is making so um th- thanks to programs like this Kathleen with you and brother said obviously this this is an opportunity for for the wider community to understand disability in a uh, in a different light inshallah mm. it's it's so true what you were just saying there that i think a lot of people are embarrassed and mm. uh, and not knowing how to behave whether it is a physical disability or an educational disability or a psychological disability that people may have they just don't know how to interact or engage with that person and rather than doing that they prefer to stay away and not do anything and it's kind of much more easier for them to to give in charity money rather yeah. than to go over to that person or that mother of that child or to a person that maybe is is blind and, and a lot of it too maybe embarrassment should i go shouldn't i go you know maybe i go to this person and offer them help and then that person will say no, i'm okay i don't need any help you know or what are you trying to do that's <laughs> a i yeah. i also uh probably they feel that is it is it my place to do this or will i embarrass that person more so we're very mixed community in society really you're right you're right i think it's often that that worry that you don't want to upset the other person and you you don't want to make them feel uh, upset so it comes from a good place i appreciate that but mm-hmm. I, i suppose it's it's important to to k- overcome that and be like brother said that it's about being, trying to be useful and and trying to help so you, we do say that it takes a whole village to raise mm-hmm. a child don't we mm-hmm. and yeah. i uh, it, it, i think it's that basically isn't it absolutely and after i think the easiest way sometimes when you see someone struggling or you see you know is to go and ask them and be kind and instead of assuming that you know what the issue is or 
and go and find out first and let that person tell you. So we can see this in the Prophet's hadith, you know, when he went to the house of Anas ibn Malik and he saw the young brother of Anas ibn Malik crying. And he asked, he said, What's, you know, why is he crying? They said, well, he, he had a bird that he used to look after and the bird died. So imagine the Prophet went to him and said, Ya Umair, what, what happened to the little bird? So he found out first. He did not jump in there. He did not assume, but he made the time to ask his family. And then he used the words and the actions and the uh, approach that was appropriate for that young man, for that child. So often, and the scholars took six, 65, 65 matters of fiqh from this small hadith and how to treat people, how to, all sorts of things. So the, the, the key is always don't be afraid and don't be embarrassed, but just ask and find out and let the person guide you and let the person decide. And if someone said, no, thank you, don't be offended. Just take it that that person doesn't need your help and he's okay or she's okay. So don't allow that to be a setback for you and then you don't try again. No, we should always make ourselves available to people. And then if people take our service up, you know, that's good. If they don't, then also we have the rewards because we made that intention to help them in the first place. MashaAllah. And that's a really great summary for us. And as we come into the end of the show, you know, we're ending about five minutes or so. And what take-home tips can we give our audience? I know we've mentioned quite a few that, you know, ask, which is so important. Don't make assumptions. Go and ask what can you do rather than because I have seen people before um, seeing somebody with visual impairment and go over and just take their hand and just bring them across the road or bring them somewhere. This poor person doesn't know where they're going to. And that must be very scary as well for that person. Where are you taking me? The stranger is just lifting me and taking me off and I don't know where uh, I'm going. Yeah. So ask, ask is the first one. What next should we, we say? I, I think it's asking, as we said, is have empathy. Try and put your shoes in the other, other person's place and trying to see it from their perspective and realize that disability could happen to anybody regardless of their age or regardless of their situation you know any of us could have a stroke and use the ability in Allah protect us all to, to speak or they might lose the ability to walk or you know it happens in so many things so always try and say you know how can I be of service to another person and also you know just educate yourself you know read you know and and understand and, and listen to inspirational stories you know from our history from the way of the prophet sallallahu you know look to the seerah and see how the prophet sallallahu treated the vulnerable in society and how he looked after them even the people of Quraysh, they wanted him to take you know turn them away and he said and allah subhanahu said to him you know no wasbun nafsa you know be patient those who worship allah you know, during the day and during the night, and do not turn away from them and do not awake, walk away from them. So it's about compassion, it's about mercy, it's about knowledge and awareness, but most of all, is about giving time to people and thinking about other people's needs. And even when you think and you are thoughtful, you're more likely to make a difference than if you are not. Sister Abida, what is your, your take-home message that you'd like people to take home in, in one or so minutes. I'm sorry, we're coming towards the end of the show. <laughs> I, I was thinking about the parents and my, my suggestion would be that uh, ask for help um, if you need to. Make time for yourself and uh, don't isolate yourself. 
because when we're isolated, obviously, mentally and emotionally, it's, it's debilitating and Shaitan takes the best of us. And try and connect with others um, as best as you can. I think that's, that, that's the most important thing. Wonderful indeed. And I think what we said this evening, and relating it back to Prophet Muhammad and his examples, that should be a wake-up call for anybody that's tuned in this evening, anybody that has listened to this wonderful show, to just take some of these messages and do something about it. Just think, how can we change things around? What can we do to be better? How can we manage things? How, what little things can, can we do, inshallah, for those people that are needing our help? Um, and I love the suggestion of offering to have a respite for our, our families that may need some time together. And we look after the children if we are, if they're a relative of ours or whatever, if we know them closely, you know, if they're in our circle and we're able to, to do this, mashallah. And, and look at how we can gain rewards for, for these things. Even actually, as, as you said, mentioned Brother Said about picking up the, the sticks and things like this on the on the paths and the road in front of us. We we know there mightn't be anybody around, nobody there. We might be at the countryside, but we still should be picking up those those things out of people's harm so that we are preventing accidents from happening, inshallah. And I'm sure we'll be rewarded for all of that, inshallah. Inshallah, mashallah. We have been here this evening, mashallah, talking about um, disabilities in this International Week of Awareness. And I'm so pleased to have Brother Said with me. Jazakallah, Karen, for giving up your time, Brother Said, and being with us again. And, and we always enjoy being with you, mashallah. And may Allah reward you. And inshallah, give, let us learn from you as a living example of how we can be better, inshallah. And Sister Abbott, and, and Sister Abbott, thank you also for for ringing in this evening and informing us about and thinking about our parents and our young people. Inshallah, um, I'd like to thank leave you both with uh, this evening with our listeners as we close to the end of the show. And listeners, please do take some messages from this.